This is the only in Rugby League podcast where we discuss all things Rugby League with me Callum, with me Bobby and me Andy and still the M62 and beyond. (laughs) Well if you're wondering what them cheers are for, last week was obviously a fluke because uh, Bobby balls the intro up again. (laughs) I went to go and say it, I just couldn't... I don't know, I just didn't come out. He's only got to get still the M62. And he's only got to get like six words out. <laughs> he didn't even get one out. I did, did he? <laughs> just, I, I you know why explain. that was, though, don't you? You got a telling off, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, at darts. He playing darts and he got a, he got a telling off off uh, the former world number six in the PDC, Wes Newton, didn't he? Yeah, he got bollocked off Wes, didn't you? Yeah, for not staying around and marking after he got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to wait half an hour. It's all right for that West Newton, though, isn't he? He's not going to get knocked out playing against Bobby, He don't have to he? mark. He's no, never exactly. marked a game in his life, has he? Actually, I think I saw him marking last night. Oh. Must have been short of numbers or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nice to see you've got pants on this week. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, cold, wet and dirty this week, so. Oh, there you fair go. Enough. Just cold and wet. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Well, I think that'll do. There's not much to talk about this week, so uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Please don't turn off. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, yeah, well, a couple of announcements, though, haven't we, before we start uh, get stuck into everything. Yes. Uh, we've got a, a very, very special podcast later in the week that we're recording with Exton Helen's uh, legendary fullback, Phil Vivas. Yeah, it should be a crack. Uh, which will be a great, like, this is your live version of uh, in the latest of our specials. Um, so if you've got any questions uh, for Phil, we're going we're gonna to ask him some listeners' questions at the end of the recording. So if there's anything that you want to ask him about his time at Saints, Rugby League in the 80s, uh, playing in the same side as Malmeninga, etc., etc., uh, then uh, get in touch with us. Yes, definitely. Do you think Callum Brazil will message in? Just on the Mal Meninga thing. Did Mal have a nice time on the strip? Yeah. <laughs> Mal Meninga, that one, yeah. Oh, Mal Meninga, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, and the other the other bit of news is that uh, next week, unfortunately, me and Bobbles are uh, not here. Because? It's it's Bobby Stag do. Yeah. The one that I'm not invited to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So that means so, which means yeah, which means uh, in a super pod type of way. Yeah, uh, it'll <laughs> be uh, an an Andy and Bry pod. Yeah, um, you watch those listening figures rocket through the roof. I mean, if you can work out how to record the pod, I'll be impressed. Yeah, that's I'm true. trying to watch what you're doing now as we're going along. There's no guarantee it's going to be uploaded next week, is there? No, but we'll give it a go. Yeah. So you know, if if the jingles are off and whatnot. Blame Andy. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so that's that's next week. So be sure to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what is on tonight? We have our Super League and World Club Challenge review. Uh, we have my stats of the week. Andy has some only in Rugby League moments, which I believe has 
grown again this week, Andy. Oh, the mailbag's been bulging this week with only in rugby league. Uh, people are looking out for them now. It's fantastic. No. This is a, so we, we've moved it up the order because it's that much of a bumper edition this week. We've no. we've scrapped talk to me about and gone only in rugby league. <laughs> And then we have Bry from Six Again with our Predictions League update and games for this week. And then, as always, it's goodbye. And on not, the, now. And on, not, not now. Not now. <laughs> and on the plane you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll jump straight into it. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, well, as I said, the, our Super League review, and we are going to start on Thursday night. No, we're not. Are we not? We're going to start with the World Club Challenge. You can't start anywhere else. Oh, okay. Thought we were saving. I thought we were saving that for last. Yeah, to be fair, I think you did say that. Yeah, did I? yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure you said say that for well, last. Well, that's my, my unpredictable nature. just changed my mind. Right. Oh, right. No, you can do it. Oh, go on, we'll save it till last then. And he calls me bad. Yeah. I know. Start on Thursday. Right, okay. So we are starting on Thursday. And we're starting with Hulk AR 22, Leeds 12. Yeah, I didn't really... I think it's sort of went the way... Um, Thought it was going to go with my prediction. Didn't really know what to make of either team, with it being so early. Um, and I, I thought with OKR being at home, it, it just gave them a slight advantage. And I think that's just what it comes down to, really. Yeah, I thought the game as a whole was actually quite poor, especially at the start. There was a lot of handling errors, uh, especially from Leeds. Condi- mm. Conditions were awful, to be fair. The pitch was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was tearing up some at first, wasn't it? Mm. So I'm not I'm not surprised there was a lot of handling errors in that, really. Mm. But, but uh, Ash Hanley seems to be having his own try of the season competition. <laughs> he does, And yeah. we're only two weeks into the season. I know. It was the, I mean, it was by far the best try of the week. What's he going to do this week? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but... Um, superb kick from Croft. Yeah, great vision yeah. From, from Croft. And then, you know, you said to me, Bobby, didn't you, that... It'd look really stupid if he hadn't scored. Well, yeah, because he could have easily just passed it off, and he had no intention of passing. Though, didn't he? Ah. He was always going for that step. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he would have looked a little bit, uh, a little bit on the daft side if he hadn't put that ball down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Um, I think, I think I don't know. I mean, I know you did, Bobby. You had Leeds finishing second, and I know we're still very early on, but um, still see that. No, they haven't started the way I thought. I th- I really thought they'd have hit the ground running. I thought if they'd have slowed down any way, it would have been towards the, the end of the season with maybe if they'd have picked up a few injuries or whatnot. But mm. uh, especially, obviously, only having uh, Miller at fullback. I, mean, I know the young lad, uh, Alfie Edgel, is that, is mm. he, he made his debut. He, oh, sorry, not debut, but he filled in this week because Miller was in, uh, off sick, wasn't he? Right, yeah. Um. But in terms of before the season, they got rid of Hooley and, and Myler. Mm. I thought, obviously, going forward, if they'd have picked up a few injuries, the squad might have looked a bit bare then. But start of the season, no, they haven't they haven't flown out I of mean, the game. I mean, fair play to, to the young lad who, who come on and, you know, played fullback. He, he, had, he had a decent game. Yeah, he did. I he, mean, all credit to him. 
Yeah, especially I think it was a last minute decision as well from mm. the sounds of things. I don't think they were. I think they had every intention of having Miller in that team. So um, yeah, like you said, good display for me from a young lad. To be honest, I don't think there was much in the game. No, between the two sides. No, really. I don't. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if those two teams that come the end of the season are jostling for round about the same position. Because mm. I didn't think there was much in it, and you could play that game next week and get a reversal of the score. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think there was much in it. What about the um, uh, the Lissoni tackle? I. Which, just remind me again. I know, one, I know we got the one, over, the one over the shoulder because hasn't he got a ban for that? I think he got a three yes. game ban. Sorry, that's yes. not a three game ban. No, not. Which is why I mentioned about the tackle. No, really. there was there was that one, the, the Donaldson one, which people seemed, uh, or, or the the general theme seemed to think it was worse. A lot of people thought that one was oh, worse, sure. and, and he he only got a two game. Yeah, I did it, see the Donaldson one. I thought fa- it was worse. He was facing on and copped a, a swinging arm. Yeah, Donaldson. Yeah, he, he he had a swinging arm and and he copped him full in the face. The Lissoni one, he came from sort of came from behind and wrapped wrapped round from the back, mm. like sort of shoulder stroke stroke head. Mm. But I didn't think that was worthy of a three game ban. To no, me. I saw somebody. Um, it, it might have been Richard Silverwood, um, who, who I can't remember. In all honesty, but whoever it was, that the point was. Um, and obviously we'll come on to it um, in the other game, um, you know, with the the new Brown thing and them changing that that rule now. Um, the the next thing now is the ridiculous amount of games being um, thrown out for suspensions. Like mm. like you say, it's not that's not a three game ban, is it? Is it even a ban? No, I don't think it is. So how can you have how can you have something that's not a ban be a three game ban? It's mm. it's ridiculous. To me, it just looks a sending off. Sorry, like Simbin mm. sufficient under the new rules. In in any other season, it's a penalty. Yeah. Now it's a Simbin, and yeah. that's that's it's not a ban. No. No, you can't ban someone for three games for that. I don't think you know in all this. I don't think that, that people on panels or people who've not played sport. I don't think they understand those split second decisions and the speed of movement of, of people. Yeah. I really don't. Mm. I think there's things that, yeah, there's, there's bad ones and you think fair enough. And there's stuff that you just think, I just don't quite understand that. They haven't seen the, the speed of that, that, that situation that that's happened. No, and it, it, it's, I mean, it's ruining the game, isn't it? And and to be honest, I've watched I watched a few games this weekend and and you just think... You sort of wincing at every tackle because you you just sort of expecting a penalty or a simbin or worse. Yeah, and that's spoiling the game because yeah, it is. you're not getting many games now where you've got eighty minutes of thirteen versus thirteen. No, not at all. No, and and you know how long is it before you know fans start to turn the TVs off or stop buying season tickets because exactly what you've just said there, Andy. You pay your money to buy a ticket, you pay your money to buy a season ticket, you pay money to buy Super League Plus to watch the 13 best of one team against the 13 best of another team. And you aren't getting that at the minute. You know, in that game alone, a quarter of the game, leads have been down to 12 men. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I've Simbin. We've had Simbins forever. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, but you're we've had sending off forever. You're expecting one every... every- 
every tackle. This tackle, is this yeah. is the problem now. That this is where we've got to. Yeah, and that's not a great situation. Plus, plus, as a, as a fan, you're then going in the ground, and then you're seeing a high tackle against your team, let's say, and your first reaction is, well, why hasn't it been binned? Mm. Because now you're expecting one for every single tackle, and now they talk about this mitigation yeah. and all this nonsense yeah. and and. Uh, force and mitigation. What are you talking about? Mm. I just, it, it's just, it's ruining it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's not making it as enjoyable. No. Anyway, that that must be the worst refereeing decision we've seen this week, so we can move on from there, can't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, because oh. we're going to go into our next game, uh, and we're going to go over to the Halliwell Jones, where Warrington ran out 36-10 winners, over Hull FC. This is the, the this is the worst thing I have ever seen. The fact that they describe Leon Hayes as five foot five. <laughs> Are you telling me he's bigger than Bobby? No. Five foot six. The worst thing I've ever seen that on a pitch. Not Leon Hayes, just the description. No. Yeah. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And Bobby had no pants on last week. Exactly. <laughs> five foot five, barefoot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're counting his studs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I'm not. <laughs> um, anyway, the second worst thing in that game. Uh, was the red card, wasn't it, Callum? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is the, the, the biggie of the week, isn't it? Um, an obvious accidental head clash. Um, we From New Brown on uh, Ben Curry, and he gets the red card, and it's just, you're just watching it, and you're just thinking. I know I was. I was, I was really, really upset and deflated with the game because I was like, where are we going as a game here? I, I phoned you, didn't I, so yeah. when that happened? Yeah. See if you'd seen it. Where are we going as a game? And I, I said to you, I was like, I don't want to watch the second half. No. Because apart from that, that, that just killed the game because yeah, they Hull were, FC... They were right in it. We're really creditable, I thought, this week, Hull FC, after, after the debacle of the derby. Yep. And they were right in it, 8-6, and they were in it, and that happened. And you know full well... Then what? Pretty much what's going to happen, don't you? Yeah. But the actual sending off itself, when you have the the player who's, should we say, the victim of that, yeah, um, saying I couldn't believe it was a red card, mm. and they've interviewed the opposition coach at full time, who's quite clearly embarrassed that it's a red card. Mm-hmm. Surely that tells you a lot. Yeah, and I, and again, I keep going back to this. I've said this in previous pods. When you get twenty six players and not not one of them throws the hand up for any, or the other thirteen, not one of them throws the hand up for anything, appealing for anything or anything like that. Mm. There's nothing in it, is there? No, I mean, common sense has prevailed a little bit with this one, hasn't it? Because they've come out and basically said, "Yeah, we're not going to do that anymore." Yeah, they changed the rules on the back of it, haven't they? Yeah. It's not helped Hull on Thursday night. No, it hasn't helped Hull on Thursday night, but, you know, at least we're not going to see any more... Friday night, sorry, yeah. At least we're not going to see any more of that nonsense. Mm. 
Um, but you're right. You know, we, we we just briefly go back to this. You're expecting a card every other tackle. It leads to other things like like play acting. And I'm not saying Ben Curry was play acting at all. I mean, you mm-hmm. see the state of his eye. But it leads to players play acting. It, it, it leads to to them just trying to get penalty, beg for penalties, and <clears throat> it ruins it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but that that was an absolute farce. I've never I've never watched a game and thought. I don't want to watch the second half, mm. even when it's Salford and Wakefield. I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But I'm not. You know, yeah. I've never gone. Sorry, just, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, like that. Yeah, but you know, it's... well, I'm not sorry, but okay. <laughs> but, you know, I I tweeted something similar to what you just said. What we were talking about, and a lot of people agreed. You know, we moan about things, but it's our game. Yeah. You know, we have we we all know the problems with the games, mm. but this is this is now resembling something that we've never seen. No, mm. it's resembling a game that that we don't don't understand. It's resembling a game that we don't recognize. No, and I you know I I agree. There should be some sort of I don't want to say clamp down, but you know change in in the way that we deal with head contact and to try and reduce that and i agree you know that 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 should happen but and you've said it plenty of times but when you play the game you know what you're getting into but that's just ridiculous you know there's no there's no defending that and they put the referees in a in a in an awful place you know but i think it was was it marcus griffiths who, who ended up having to give the card and i think maybe I can't remember who the video ref was, but they've obviously come to that decision because they've put them in an awkward position mm. where they've gone, well, we've been told we've got to do this, and then they get loads of abuse. If you were a new fan tuning into the first couple of rounds, would you, would you understand what's going on, really? Not with that. And would it entice you to keep watching? No, because I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. And I've watched... And you've, you've grown up all your life yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, all thousands of games. All yeah. I've ever watched is rugby league. Yeah. And I didn't want to... I didn't, I, honestly, I didn't want to watch the second half. Mm. I think you showed me a video uh, over the weekend, Callum. I say we just let them fight out like ice hockey do. Like the ref, <laughs> yeah. Refs can only get involved once one man's on the floor. <laughs> Who ensures ice hockey? Yeah. <laughs> <not using that>. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, moving on to another Friday night game, uh, and that was London and Catalans. Uh, Catalans came away 34-0. Yeah, the best thing about this game was the attendance. Yes. I hope they keep going. Yeah, I, I do. <sighs> just We've got a championship team. They're not playing in Super League. And and I would sort of argue you've got a, some a mid-table championship team. Mm. It's to it's a, a certain. Point. It's a shame because of the with the way things are going. They've not been allowed to recruit. They've not been allowed to build and give it a real go as they did last time they were in Super League. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, having expanded all that effort and energy, you know, and I, cost I, to get there. I like I like London Broncos. I think this, you know, I think there should be a London team in Super League, but it shouldn't be this London Broncos team. Uh, are we going to say the same thing about London every week? Or oh, this game? This game turned out as we expected. Probably. I said before the season started, I struggled to see where they get a win. Yeah, and I think this week is probably one of the best chances when they play. Um, 
Hull. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Two out of two for Catalans, though. Yeah, look, just sort of gone under the radar-ish. I mean, this is what you expect in this game, isn't it? You can't really take anything away yeah. from, from this one. Uh, they had a decent win against Warrington in the first mm, round. Definitely. They, they, they still look... They'll, they'll still be there or thereabouts <clears throat> come the end of the season. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, but there's not really a lot you can say about this about this one. game. Good news for them this following the game as well. New contract for the captain, Ben Garcia. Yeah, that, that's a, a good... Uh, a good hold for them, isn't it? Yeah, he's um, he's a great player, um, I, I, and you know, I like the fact that he's French. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I, I mean? I do know. <laughs> I, I do know like, what you mean. Yeah, and I don't I, say I, that often. No, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sammy, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do know exactly what you mean. That is, yeah, and it's a, that's a real. You know, he's a real poster boy for them, isn't he? Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. He's, he's very popular. And you know? he, he's you the saw him this of... week, pictures with young, you know, young, dedicated fans, you know, things like that, you know. And it, it, it it's uh, uh, it's great to see, isn't it? He's the kind of person you build a, a, a team and a club around, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, <clears throat> moving on to our first Saturday game, and that was Saints and Huddersfield, and it was Saints that came away with the win, twenty-eight points to nil. Yeah, um, I thought a really good performance on this one. Um, I think Huddersfield will be disappointed after last week against Lee, but more importantly, what I think, uh, we're pleased that we've got our good friend, our St Helens correspondent, Steve Orford, on the uh, on the line, uh, and let's see what Steve had to say. Yeah, it's the year. Um, so, start of a new Super League season. Um, Saints have had a reasonable start, you'd say, in terms of results. Uh, two good wins. Bit of a stroll over the Broncos, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought the Giants would be a bit tougher game, but, I mean, the defence uh, on display from Saints was absolutely outstanding to keep them to nil on their own patch. Uh, fantastic. I'm still not totally enamoured with the style of play, I have to say. I still, I still think we're a bit functional. Um, we just we just grind teams down, don't we, until they actually suffocate. And then that happened against Huddersfield. Uh, by the end, we were able to open up a bit and uh, score a, few, a couple of really good tries at the end that, that looked more like the Saints that uh, those of us of a certain vintage would like to see more often. Um, but uh, I still think under Wellens it's going to be very much the same as it is under uh, as it was under under Christian Wolf. But uh, you can't argue with the results. Uh, certainly. Two out of two, good start to the season. Um, I was concerned before the season started because I think the age profile of our squad is a little, little high, but um, I think it's a long season, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see how that goes on, on that one. But I think you, you can't ask for a, a better start than, we, than we've had uh, so far. Um, in terms of standout performers, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd say Wellsby is the main man. I mean, he looks the best player in the league still for me. Um, but the new guys are interesting. Uh, Matt Whitley's been outstanding. Uh, currently sat uh, atop the uh, try-scoring charts there with three tries in two games alongside Ashlack Hanley of Leeds. Uh, so he's, he's caught the eye. I wish they'd get the ball to him a bit more. Uh, that would be fantastic if they could. Um, Daryl Clark, I mean, James Roby's a legend, obviously, but 
in his later years, he wasn't as dynamic as he was, as he has been, but we're getting that back a little bit with Clark. Still got a bit of a bit of pace about him at dummy half, so I think that's given us a new dimension in our attack, uh, which should help. Uh, and then Wanda Blake, I think I thought on the wing he was a little bit wasted against London, although that was more of a that, that was a game where you couldn't really tell because they're really a championship side trying to compete at, at a higher level. Uh, moved into the centres against Huddersfield and was uh, I thought a little bit better, a bit more involved. Uh, I think we'll see the best of him, you know, uh, as the season wears on. Uh, and, and if we do, we but we need to open up to be able to use. Uh, the pace that he offers and the and the, uh, and the skills that he offers because he is a player that can do the unexpected. Um, so yeah, I think uh, all in all, gone really well so far. And um, hope I think we'll finish in, in the top four. But from early signs, maybe could aim a little bit higher. Um, so yeah. Yes, thanks to Steve. Uh, really interesting what he said about the the aging squad of St. Helens. Really, uh, I mean, you, you, he's right in what he says. A lot of the players are coming towards the the end of their deals this year. You've got the likes of Makinson and and Lomax and Warmsley and 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 Clark. But I think Saints are using that experience well to bring through the youngsters like Benison and obviously Wells. He's already established, but again, you know, as a as a young player in that squad, it's 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 good to see, and they're playing some good rugby in these first two rounds. Delaney, for example. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and Delaney, of course, yes. Yeah, you, you know, like you say, they are Wellsby, Delaney, Dodd, um, Knowles is still mid-20s, I think. So there's, there's, they've got a decent balance. I think the problem that they've got is that the older ones, the ones at the wrong side of 30, if you like, are their best players yeah you're like yeah that sort of yeah the warmsley yeah you know yeah interesting um i want to pick up on something if i can that steve said and that was about dowell clark yeah i thought it was really interesting what he said and that you cannot have a go can you james roby no right james roby's one of if not the best player that super league seen but in the last couple of years, as Steve said, he wasn't as dynamic no. as no, a starting wasn't. nine than he was early in his career, naturally. And and I think perhaps Saints fans didn't notice that as much until now Darrell Clark's come in. Yeah, Darrell Clark, these last two games, is what they've been missing from the last couple of years with Roby, yeah. just because yeah. of how long he's gone on and, mm. like I say, not looking as dynamic. But at the end of the day, it was James Roby, and he still did pretty magical things. Absolutely. It just wasn't as often. It was nowhere near as often. Yeah. And Whereas that, they're yeah. getting it on a more regular basis now with, with Clark coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you you have noticed what that from nine. Yeah. Steve, not totally enamoured with the style still. And he wasn't last year when we spoke to him, was he? But I thought that I thought on Saturday, I thought Saints really turned the screw on Huddersfield. Defensively, I thought they turned the screw and then opened out a little bit and took the chances. I thought they were really clinical myself on on, on Saturday. Yeah, that was that was the I think that was the main thing I took away from from what Steve said. Then um, I think. To be honest, I think that's just the way the game is now as well. It's all about high percentage. Very NRL-like. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of the way... It's not the 80s throw-it-about, five-yard defence line type thing, is it? 
Yeah. You know, the, the game's totally different now. And while while I, I while I'm with Steve, I want to see a more expansive style of play. I do think Saints have improved on that. I, I think you can see that in the way that they're trying to offload a lot more. I think Curtis Sirenen is is massive on that. I think that's a big part of his game and they've let him loose. And also I think during the week um there was um an article or an interview with Paul Wellens and, and um, Lewis, uh, they were talking about Lewis Dodd, um, and I think Wellens basically said, "Look, we 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 sort of give him a bit more of a free reign this year, and you can see, I think you can see that in there, mm. the variety of the kicks that he's provided over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and he has looked better, and he's got on the end of things, and they, they they are playing a bit more expansive. I think it's just coming more from like offloads and broken play than it is just swinging it from side to side. Yeah, definitely. I think <clears throat> what Steve said as well. <clears throat> sorry, uh, what Steve said as well is you could see that Wellens was going to keep the the sort of wolf style of of tactics. I think what he obviously what he was uh, sort of referring to is. As you said, Holbrook was more of the the expansive kind, mm. whereas Wolf probably focused a bit more on defensive play. And I think it's obviously key to highlight that, you know, as, as well as St. Helens have scored in these last two games, they've also only conceded four points in the last in in, in the first two rounds. Mm. Which, all right, granted, you're playing London, and you probably expect that not to really cause you much trouble, but to keep Huddersfield to nil in their own backyard. I mean, I don't think Huddersfield offered. A lot of attack. Personally, I thought they were quite. No, but clean. they had a good win the week before against Lee, and were Very looking good. quite promising. Yeah, but, they were. But, you're right, but I think uh, I think to keep, yeah, yeah, I think to keep Huddersfield to nil. I think that's a real highlight for Saints. But, but that's something I was going to ask you. Turning it onto Huddersfield, I was going to ask you: Were Huddersfield poor on the night, or were they just not allowed to play? I think I think they were not allowed to play. <clears throat> I think they were smothered. Yes, they've got work to do in their own attack, but they didn't. They didn't come close. Do you think Ian Watson will say, bad day at the office, forget that, move, yeah, on, move yeah. on to this week? And I think that's what you've got to say, is like, look, it's round two. We've still yeah. got a lot of things to work on and improve on ourselves over the next couple of weeks. And then that's what we'll concentrate on and, and try and nail yeah. down. And, and, and they showed in the first game against Lee, they're more than capable of doing that as well, aren't they, this this time round? Yeah. Well, not to mention as well, obviously, they, you know, they, they, were, they were missing that X factor with, with Jake Connor as well against... Saints, you know, he provides a lot of what they do in attack very well. Yeah, you're right. But if you had, how can I put it nicely? If if you had to bank on Jake Connor for 27 rounds, you're not. I don't think no. you're getting that far. No, true. No, true. no not at all. Well, uh, we're going to miss the other Saturday game and come to that last. So we'll skip to Sunday where we saw Salford take on the Castleford Tigers. And it was Salford that came away with a narrow victory, 26 points to 22. What an entertaining game. Hmm. Um, end-to-end stuff, hard, honest, um, some open rugby. Um, the highlight, I thought, that it looked like a plane had flew across from Papua New Guinea and Neil MacDonald had jumped out of it <laughs> on his way back on his, on his way back from Leeds. Yeah. Jumped out of this plane, caught the ball, dived over the line. 
What a try. It was a great try. It was a great try. And and of course, we have to ask every week, don't we? Yeah. Has Jordan got his shirt signed yet? Has he been round for tea? No. But I did hear he gave his phone number out to another fan from Salford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. He'll be, be off next week. <laughs> Uh, no, Jordan still hasn't had tea with uh, Neen McDonald. We need to make this happen, don't we? Maybe you can take him to McDonald's, you know, like. <laughs> McDonald in McDonald's. Yes. You know. Maybe that's the way to make that's it terrible. up for him. Awful. <laughs> Awful. I couldn't refuse it. I get stick for my jokes on this one. I hope, so- <laughs> I hope someone pulls you up on that. Really yeah. do. So, uh, but uh, Callum, Salford looking a lot better than we expected at the start of the season. Ran Leeds really close last week and could have won. Mm-hmm. And they've come away with the win this week against Cass. Yeah, they have. And uh, Salford's problems lie when they get injuries, when they get suspensions, because yeah. they don't have any depth. Yeah. But what a signing they've made. In, in, uh, in Nofaluma. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll go all right for them. Yeah, he's a decent player. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. To be honest, yeah, he, he's he's not. I don't think he's any sort of speedster, but he'll he'll offer, he'll bring a lot of experience to to Salford and um, be a decent replacement for like Ken Seo. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of try for the West Tigers, didn't he? I, I don't know. I, I can't think off the top of my head if he might be the. Leading try scorer for them, I'm, I'm not sure. So, might have to correct me on that one. But yeah, he, uh, like you said, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll be a good try. He'll, he'll be a good try scoring talent. He'll be good for Salford. And I still yeah. think Cass are in a little bit of trouble. Cass are in a Cass are in trouble. Yeah, um, there. It, it almost felt like a four pointer mm. in in the way that I think these two will be that close together come the end of the season. Even it's about what? who beats who during. Even from what you've seen from Salford so far, or does it just come down to that squad depth? I, that you've just I, mentioned? I still think a lot of it lies with the depth. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, that leaves us with only one game, and it was the World Club Challenge, which saw the trophy stay here in England as Wigan beat the Penrith Panthers sixteen points to twelve. Well. I don't know where else to start on this, apart from we've got two opposing views, haven't we? Mm. So the first one we've got is from a very delighted, hungover, (laughs) um, dare I say, delirious Johnny Ashey, our resident Wigan fan, who, well, we just listen to him, shall we? Okay. Okay. Hey boys, uh, thanks for having me back on. Uh, still uh, coming to terms with what happened at the weekend. It's been a absolute whirlwind, to be honest. Um, I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it's happened. Uh, I mean, if I'm being truthfully, truthfully honest, uh, I didn't expect a result. I thought after being beaten by Saints last year, I thought they'd come over and be like, we need, we need to win one here. We need to get, uh, get one over these English guys. But no, fair play, we stood up and we... Even if we'd have lost at the end, I could not have faulted that effort because that's all you look for when you go to a game and just some effort and some determination. And 
I think Wigan showed it across the park. I think they, they more than deserved it. Ivan Cleary moaned saying we only had three chances in the game, but we took them all. I thought Penrith had so many chances and they just bombed loads of them. There were so many times when Cleary didn't kick on the last or they, they just seemed to mess up the play. And a bit of that must come down to our dogged defence, you know, but I think they were quite wasteful. Uh, refereeing decisions, I think. It's, look, it's one of those, isn't it? They were all 50-50 calls. They could have gone either way. I think if it's sent up as a no-try, the Jake Warder one, it's disallowed. If it's sent up, there's not enough to overturn it because if you freeze it on a certain frame, it's, it's on the line, whether it's held up or not. You don't know, but there's, there's been controversy around refereeing decisions for years. Look at 2014 when Ryan Hall had a try disallowed uh, for England against Australia. That was an Australian referee. So... I'm taking it as one all, <laughs> but you know, if, if it had gone against us, I think I would have moaned for it for a little while. But it, it's it's not a t- it's not an absolute you know crazy decision that he's not given it. I think it was they were all fifty fifty calls. The one at the end, again, I think if that had been sent up as a a try, it would probably be given because there's not enough evidence to overturn that. You can't see the ball at all, personally. Again, with me, cherry and white tinted glasses on, I think Jay Fields underneath that. I think we did well to scramble uh, and get under that. Uh, same Bevan French, that one seems to go under the radar. That was one of the best tries that never actually happened. It was, I mean, round us, they were just absolute limbs at that stage. It was just a brilliant piece of play. It's a shame he was probably just offside. But again, you can see it, it was marginal. It was very marginal. Um, I think, I mean, if you look back now, it's been... 2019 since the NRL last won a title, so they will be looking over the shoulder and thinking, are these guys a little bit better than we give them credit for? Because I still don't think they give it Super League the credit it deserves. You were to put Saints and Wigan, maybe Catalan in in the NRL, I think within three or four years they'd be competing up there easily. I think it's that good. Um, I think the only thing we're going to have to worry about now is how they handle the next month or so. I can't see he's getting a result on Friday. I really can't after after that. Not only have they probably been out and had a good night on Saturday night, but the the body, it was a really brutal, intense game, wasn't it? And I think they're going to be really battered. Uh, there's going to be a few aches and pains. You might see the likes of Tiaki Chan come in. I think we would have seen Sam Essay if he'd have been fit. Um, Thompson will obviously come back in, so I think we might give a few of those forwards a rest. Um, so that would be Matty Pete's challenge now. I think he's he's got over... How to deal with the back end of the season with the run-in. His challenge now will be how he prepares this team for the run-in for the when the cup games start coming and those big games in the middle of summer. I think if he can get that right, it doesn't matter if you lose one or two games next week, week after. So we'll see how he gets on. But uh, yeah, over and out for now. I'm sure I'll see you for the rest of the season. Told you he was giddy. <laughs> sounded a bit rough didn't he it? did sound a bit rough didn't he <laughs> <laughs> he must have done that on Sunday morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so we're not going to talk about that just yet because there's lots of points in there but there's lots of points on the other flip on the flip side of it yes um, and uh, we've had Johnny Lou on before who uh, most people on the pod know as a St Helens fan mm-hmm. uh, but he's also um how can I describe him? A UK-based Penrith Panthers fan. 
yeah, and and, and he, has, he has guest appearances on Panthers podcasts and all sorts of different stuff. So yeah, um, he's like Bry, he's everywhere. He's everywhere, isn't he? He's like, he gets where water can't, that lad, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Johnny the waterfall, Lou, isn't he? But yeah, but he's giving the he's giving the flip side of the argument, uh, which is all from the Penrith Panthers point of view. So. Shall we see what? Shall we see what Johnny? This confusing. There's two. We got two Johnnies on, haven't we? But let's uh, let's see what Johnny Lou has to say, shall we? Okay. Penrith have now lost the most amount of World Cup challenges for Australian teams. That is incredible from a three-peat team, um, and this team that went out. It's it was vastly changed from last year. You could tell it lost a lot of firepower, a lot of strike with Stephen Crichton leaving and Spencer Lenu. Um and it looked exactly like that. They had young Jack Cole at six, obviously for the injured Luai. And he's a centre. Like he, he plays most of the new for South Wales Cup at centre. He's got a really good running game and he he just didn't have much creativity for them. I thought Dane Laurie or Brad Schneider would have been a much better pick at six in order to unlock Nathan Cleary with Brad Schneider playing like Jack Cogger's role in the um grand final last year, or maybe even Dane Laurie who plays very similar to Luai. I thought, as an outsider perspective, that was it. But Ivan knows best, and Ivan picked that, and I think it backfired a lot. Um, I hate using the word, but they were very, very clunkly in attack. You know, the the Panthers were playing more like pussycats. It was not really great to watch. The kicking game and last tackle plays by Cleary was uncleary-like. They made a lot of really strange decisions on the last tackle. One were that, like they were on their own forty, and they passed to. Liam Martin instead of kicking it downfield and then it was just weird um, but then yeah and, and they didn't take the opportunities Taylor May trying to out sprint Jai Field in a three on one scenario what are you doing what are you doing pal you've come back after an ACL injury and the last game you played was the last World Club Challenge a year ago what are you doing you're not going to beat the fastest man on the pitch out wide that was infuriating to watch as someone who follows Penrith and hates Wigan um and you've just got you just got to think you know what I mean and they made their mistakes in attack and didn't didn't capitalize on the territory that they made which was a shame they made and yeah so there's that and then you have the defensive frailties by Taruva in the first half who played really, really un-Penrith-like un, un in defence, um, especially that left edge. They shot out way too much, whether that was because Taylor predominantly is a centre, isn't a centre, he's more of a winger, and yeah, I don't really know. Uh, it's it seen a lot of miscommunication on that side, which Wigan capitalised on. And then you had the refereeing faults, um, which I said it was the worst refereeing second-half performance I've ever seen. I think I still stand by that. Um, there was three really, really poor calls. There was a four passes in the first half, which are, you know, excusable because, you know, fast play, everything like that. Fine, you know, it's hard to keep up with breaks like that. Um, although it did look like we were going back to the Super Bowl in that period. And then you add the phantom try, which wasn't a try. There's no way. He promotes the ball forward. Despite his body being halfway over the line, it's it's not a try. Um, the, the momentum had stopped completely. Um, it, it, the momentum being the key rule, the ball had stopped. It was held up 
and it was short. Like, there was three things that it could have been overturned for upstairs that you could see plainly. Every single person could see plainly, apart from the refereeing. It's then caused the no-try-try debate, which, for me, it shouldn't even be a debate. It should be okay to do, because you should have strong officials upstairs to go, nah, actually, I'm overruling your decision. And it lacked that, and it was an embarrassment for them officials that try the fact that that's talking point because it won the game eventually uh, for Wigan as it, it was the game defying try you then had the fact that the RFL come out and say yeah we're playing international rules but then the officials forget we're playing international rules with a ball steal of Liam Martin that takes them to 10 metres out which really it's it's mind-boggling that you can do that it's so infuriating as a rugby league fan in general to see that that's incompetence to put that on the wider world as that. It's an embarrassment to the RFL as well. And it makes our game look so poor. The fact then we're playing under international rules, but the RFL said you're not allowed captain's challenges. Why? We had it at the Rugby League World Cup with less camera angles than we have now. And yet, nope, can't have it because we're practicing this new bunker system. It's mind-boggling and an embarrassment, especially after the weekend we had with the head knocks in Rugby League over here, to the wider world, to the Australian press. It's been an embarrassing weekend for English Rugby League when it comes to administration side of things. And we shouldn't be talking about that. We should be talking about the Wigan performance and how lacklustre Penrith were in attack and how frail he was on them edges in defence. That's what lost them the game. That isn't the refereeing decisions that lost them the game. You know, they had opportunities to win that game. It's a cop-out to say it was. But then refereeing decisions did have an effect on the game. That is no doubt. So I'm sorry, Salford fans, you're going to hate me with this next statement, but the referee never, ever loses you a game. Johnny Lou, out. <laughs> Five and a half minutes, not out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do try and say to people two and a half minutes, don't we? And he I, lives I, by his own rules, Johnny. He did, I do have to tell you, though, his first effort was nearly eight minutes and I had to tell him to cut it shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Whose pod is this? So, you know. <laughs> so. Anyway, no, thank you. Thank you to Johnny Ashit and thank you to Johnny Lou. Um, and both of them spoke passionately and with complete sense about with their convictions. So... Uh, we're lucky to have such uh, some really good correspondence uh, on the pod yeah, for this yeah, season. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, let's. I tell you what. Let, let's just talk about the game itself quickly first, and then the bigger picture, if you like. Mm-hmm. So the game itself. Let, let's talk. Let's get the, the things out of the way first. The three three big decisions, I suppose, really in terms of tries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one was a forward pass, but that's been dwarfed by the other one, hasn't it? Yeah, there's not many people talking about that one. They're all talking about the Joe Warder one. But so, so let's go on to that then. Well, it was forward. <laughs> yeah, it was about five yards. Forward. Yeah. Well, let's go on to the, let's go on to the Joe Warder. Oh one. right, sorry, Jake. yeah, Jake Wardle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Wardles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Wardles try. Um, try, try or no try. No try. I I do agree with Johnny Lou. I think um, he doesn't promote the ball as such, but because his legs are over the try line and he's not, I think the momentum completely stopped. I think the tackle was complete and he's just sort of 
dragged the ball. If he has that movement facing forward, yeah. it's a clear double movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he like just that, it's, that. I think he's got lucky that he's over the try line, but the ball's not, and he mm. can just sort of bring drag it, it, bring it into slowly his body. <laughs> towards yeah. him. I, I think the tackle was complete. I think the momentum had stopped, yeah. Well, Phil Gould um, said that you could have built a blocker unit between the ball and the line, and if the referee thinks that's a try, he's a fibber. Right. <laughs> I just... Uh, the, the thing for me is, uh, I've, I'll, I'll say it for anything. If if the referee has to move from his position around a group of players to see where the ball is, you can't be certain that that is a try. I, I so surely yeah. it has to go up as I am not certain, so therefore I'm going up as no try. I, I, I don't see how he can send one up as a try and one up as a no try. In the last yeah. one in the last minute. Yeah. Basically, the game has been decided on what the referee has sent up. Yeah. Yeah, because it's on both occasions. Because on every single, well, every single occasion that he went to the video ref, it was, oh, it's inconclusive. I can't see enough evidence yeah. to overturn the on-field decision. Yeah. And there has to be, now, at the risk of being boring, because we've said this for the, for the last four years on this pod, mm-hmm. this try-no-try try has to, to go. Do you know even be- what was even better than what we've got now was that old benefit of the doubt rule? Yeah. Mm. Is it a try? Well, <sighs> benefit of the doubt. I think it's a try. It's benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Even that was better than yeah. what we've mm-hmm. got now. If, if, if them decisions are reversed... So the Wardle is sent up as no try and the Mayor's a try. Yeah. That's what they come back as. Yes. And then you've got obviously the different result. And it all depends on the referee at that moment whether whether which what action he makes, whether he crosses his chest or makes yeah. a tee. Yeah. But again, look, we've said it we've said it before, and I'm sure it will happen again this season, we will say it again. Rugby Union get it right with <laughs> is there any reason I can't award this try? There, there has to be element of neutrality neutrality yeah with the video ref mm-hmm. as in he's not influenced by that referee's decision decision exactly yeah. so now yeah. we've got a bunker situation where we've now got about six million camera angles going on at once where you can't see any of them mm-hmm. yeah on the screen mm-hmm. yeah there has to be something on that, that that shows something if there isn't something on that that shows something, there has to be then what we go back to that benefit of the doubt. There has to be that laws of probability. Yeah. And if you look at one, you think, well, I think he's probably. When I look where the line would be underneath him, I look yeah. where what the where the ball is. Look how he's gone over. Chances are it's the down chances are than, he's down. Yeah. Yeah. Now the Wardle one, the referees walk round from behind him mm. while he's driving and, and seeing the ball on the line and yeah. said, I think that's a try. Yeah. If he's at the side and he sees him drag the ball back, he probably goes no try. Yeah, he probably does. So then then you're looking at it and saying, okay, well, I don't know what's happened here. Mm. Is there any reason, I can't, like you said, I can't give this try? There has to be that neutral element to the video ref. We have to get to this point. Mm. Yeah. And and another thing that, we, that we've mentioned on the pod before, and uh, Johnny Lee mentioned it, rugby league is the only sport in the world that goes by a different set of rules for each league. Yep. So we've got Super League rules, NRL rules, international rules. If we had one one, one set of rules that everybody played under, which is what it should be. Of course it is. That Liam Martin thing probably doesn't get given as um, a, a two-on-one. Yeah. 
And and I'm not, you know, there's no guarantee that the Panthers would have scored on that set because I, I thought Wigan were really tenacious defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they defended brilliantly. Mm. So there's no guarantee that they would have scored, but it could have been a massive turning point. Yeah, they hardly well, got in Penrith's half, so the defensive effort was yeah. magnificent, wasn't yes, it? Let's yes, it was. Absolutely yeah. superb. The thing is, though, as well, if, if you give the Liam Martin strip, if, if the referee thinks it's two on one, Okay, we said it at the start of the season. You've just said it again, Andy. You've got all of these camera angles. Why are we not utilizing a captain's challenge? Why are we mm. saying yeah. you're not allowed? Surely there's got to be a camera angle that says, "Well, all right, we can well, support that." Saints, Saints well, had was. a captain's challenge yeah. in last year's. Yeah, yeah, they because did, they played they? it in yeah. Australia yeah. and they yeah, won on it. They, 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 I remember they, yeah, they, they actually got it right. they got yeah, it right. right. They called the captain's challenge mm. and they got yeah. it right. Yeah. We had it in, Johnny Lewis said it. We had it in the World Cup. In yeah. England, we, we obviously have systems that can support this, yeah. but we're not doing it. Why? Uh, away from away from uh, the, the decision to get off that, because yeah, yeah. people have, have done that to death. So uh, Johnny, Johnny Lou said that, you know, Penrith were poor. They were poor. Yeah. A lot of the decisions in attack, uh, or clunkly, as Johnny Clunk, said. Clunkly. They were very clunkly. clunkly. Very Teddy clunkly. H saying it. Oh. I thought you can't even say it. Clunk. Never mind, H saying it. Clunk, clunkly, every trip. <laughs> Why, yeah. You do that too often. Sorry, yeah, you I'll do. Be you do. I yeah. like doing it. <laughs> um, you know, I forgot the question. Oh, yeah, clunkly. Uh, clunkly. Yeah, they were clunkly. Um they were. They, they they made some strange decisions. They 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 hardly put a kick in on the last, but when they did, you know, on a couple of occasions, they they caused Wigan some bother with them. Um, they seemed as well to just want to cut back on the inside, like they they didn't know what they were doing on the outside, so they they had to go back on the inside, and they were trying to test that inside push from Wigan's defence, but. They would, they'd done it all night. Wigan's defensive line was superb. They, would, they weren't getting through back on the inside, so why would they keep trying it? It was a very, very typical NRL style of play where it's like, this is our plan. We're yep. not going to deviate it from it, even if we're down by a try with two minutes to go. This is what's won us X amount of trophies, X amount of games. This is what we're sticking to. They don't deviate from it. Plan yeah. A and then plan A. Yeah, exactly. Johnny's actually texted me since they did that recording and said, the more I'm hearing from a mate at Penrith, uh, their prep and their game plan was so poor. They ran it so often because a lot has been made of the in goal and they didn't want to risk injury. Right. What do you mean? It's not Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, other, the other thing that I picked up on with, with what Johnny Lou was saying... They picked up on the in goal. That's stupid. Not as wide as they're Yeah, used I was going to say, yeah. they reckon it's a bit smaller, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hang on, you've got the world's best number seven. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, Supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I picked up on that Johnny Lou said was uh, around... Cleary's halfback partner in in uh, Jack Cole, who I thought was shocking, shocking, woeful on the night. Let's let's mm. put it right. He, he wasn't good. How many but, times did he get caught in possession? Oh well, exactly. I was I was cursing him somewhat fierce, and yeah. I didn't know he was a, a centre by trade, if you like. We, that Johnny mentioned, so why, so why which is what, Schneider man in there? Which is what I was just about to come on to. You've got an 18th man in Brad Schneider who 
spent half a year in England with Hulk IR yeah. and actually knocked Wigan out of a Challenge Cup semi-final. Yeah. Surely he would have been a better partner for Cleary on the yeah, night. Yeah, the, the preparation and the game plan from Penrith was awful. But, um, yeah. And and uh, Johnny Ash, you mentioned it, Ivan Cleary was whinging that you know Wigan only had three chances, but Johnny's right, they took, took him. him. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, you know, you just said to me, um, you know, you play that game a few weeks later and Penrith probably come out and win into the seas, you know. You play it like a couple of weeks after the grand final type so. thing, you mean. But, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, a few weeks into this season because they've not had a really yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, it, all, it does advantage the Super League team. But when you think about the difference between the salary caps and things like that, but what I was going to say, that having a three times larger salary cap doesn't necessarily mean you've got three times better players. No. You're just, you're just paying three you're times just, more money. Yeah, you're just allowed to pay them more. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and I do think that, like, we should be proud of ourselves as a as Super League and, and as English Rugby League that that our teams can compete with this this three-time all-conquering 3P NRL, the greatest team the NRL's ever seen. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been beat twice in a row now. Mm. Yeah. Once in once on their own ground, once they've come over here to try and try and um put that record right, yeah. and on both on both times they, they've gone away with their panther tail between their legs, haven't they? <laughs> well, is is a very quick question for you both. I've uh, been waiting to ask you. Uh, you can even put it on a poll. On we can even put it as a poll on Twitter if we really wanted to. Here's my question for you: What will happen first? Will Penrith win a World Club Challenge, or will Warrington win a Grand Final? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> I'd actually go with I'd actually go with Warrington mm. because because that Penrith team has to be on has to be on the downward slide. Yeah, and would they win another one? They, if they don't, if they don't win the NRL this year, mm. then I don't think they'll win it for a few years. But you think Warrington will win it in the next few? Oh, that's point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I might not be alive to see either again. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, well, I don't. I, what, what, what would you say? Excellent you. question. I'll have to put it as a poll, I think. I'll I think so, yeah. Probably, probably Penrith. Yeah, we're going with a poll. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, uh, that wraps up the review. Oh, it does. I've got one more thing to okay, say. Okay, it that. doesn't wrap up the review. It, one more thing to say. An hour after the game, mm. Nathan Cleary is still round the ground signing, signing, yeah. signing, uh, having his pictures taken, signing autographs, chatting to the crowd. Absolutely. A class act on and off the field. Yeah, definitely. yeah, he seems like a classy bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I've got to make a mention of that because that is just you know you've again you've just been beating that and and this is a full hour after the game he's still in the ground mm. doing that. And that's just different class. That well done, mate. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. get that in any other sport. Really, no, mate. I don't either. Well done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, uh, moving on. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Yes, Stats of the Week is back for the second time this year. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How many stats? Uh, we've got five. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't actually realise this before looking at them, but I've actually only done two games again. <laughs> Poor research. <laughs> he had that poor research. He got, he, got, he, he got told off in the poor research last week. 
I wrote them down in a, in a different order. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind either the helping hand this week because Reese from the Lot Pod gave him loads of like this pack of stats stuff, didn't he? Mm. So thanks, Reese. Yes. For, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will use that going forward. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, stat number one, and uh, we just we just finished our review on him, uh, and we're going to stay with him, and that was uh, Nathan Cleary. He made the most runs by any NRL side in the NRL era uh, on Saturday. Uh, he made 36 runs in the World Club Challenge. It was the most since Clint Gutherson made 34 in 2020. Right, okay. Uh, stat number two, um, again, staying with, uh, Cleary after Saturday, uh, he, in his professional career, uh, at club level, uh, he's averaging, uh, 8.9 points per game, uh, which is fantastic for a halfback. Uh, he's actually just overtaken his dad. Uh, who is who averages the third most points per game in the NRL era on 8.8 so yeah uh, if Cleary wants to take top spot though he would have to try and take it off Andrew Johns who in his career averaged 9.2 points per game Uh, but in order to take that off him uh, Cleary would need to score around 280 points in the 2024 season tell you he's not averaging 8.8 points a game <laughs> Peter Hicku stat <laughs> <laughs> uh, number uh, three and we're staying with the Panthers on this one and that was that before Saturday uh, it had been 1,360 days since the Panthers lost when leading at half time with Cleary in the team the last time that they did that was against the Parramatta Eels in round five of 2020. Almost f- four years ago, which is very impressive. Uh, stat number four is uh, a bit more a bit more of a story for you on this one. Uh, and that is uh, London Broncos player Jared Bassett. Have you have you heard of have you? Did you see this this week? He no. he made his Super League debut for uh, uh, for London on Friday. Um, they call him Bertie in the changing room. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be on it. Yeah, uh, but he's had uh, Jared's had quite the journey um, to get to Super League. As only three years ago in 2021, he was playing in the Southern Conference for the West Warriors. Uh, he then moved up to the London Scholars in 22, the Broncos in 23, and then made his Super League debut just three years later. So, well done Excellent to story. Well done. Well done yeah. to Jared. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and my final one is one that uh, Callum mentioned earlier in the pod, but that is London had 5,000 plus in attendance for the game against Catalans, which is fantastic considering you probably wouldn't have got many Catalans fans there uh, as they don't travel to England that often um, but it was the highest attendance for a London game in 14 years that's brilliant so they smashed their attendance record for the first time since 2010 so well done to London and hopefully that continues 
Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, that's excellent. I really hope. I really hope that you can carry on getting those sort. Yeah, of I, I hope so too. I can Whatever league you wins, yeah, yeah. they can pick up a few wins. Excellent, is that it? Yeah, yep, that's it. Brilliant. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Uh, right then, next, it's uh, becoming my favourite, very quickly. It's the Only in Rugby League section, and Andy has, uh, well, fair to say, quite a few this week. Yeah, but we're saving the best for last, which you're going to tell, aren't we? Because I don't, I don't think we'll ever, ever beat this one. You loved this, didn't you? Oh, come on, it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's absolutely classic. Well, let's get rid- let- let's get rid of the others first. Then you oh, ready? Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's start with the RFL. Only in rugby league, it looks like there's a New England shirt coming out because they've all been reduced to twenty pound. Yes, that's. Yeah, oh, I noticed God. that. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. <sighs> Not another one. Another yeah. one. Spot- <laughs> Spotted at Batley this week, uh, a fan pointing up at the television. Screen uh, in the ground saying that is the worst refereeing decision I have ever seen while watching the World Club Challenge whilst wearing a Hull FC jacket. <laughs> the day after that, the day after the oh uh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, back to the RFL. Uh, Forty-eight hours before the Challenge Cup round. On all their social media, they advertised the eighteen ninety five draw, saying who's going to get, who's going to win the uh, quarterfinals, which wasn't this week. It was the Challenge Cup. All oh, right, okay. So good effort, well done, Bobby. You've got one. Yes, uh, this is from Australia, and I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, this is, uh, do you know the, the the two brothers that play for Newcastle Knights, Daniel and Jacob Saifiti? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I believe it was Daniel that was uh, sim. Well, he 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 was in trouble during their trial game. Uh, except before he could be uh, dealt with by the referee, he tried to sneak off the pitch and swap himself with his twin brother. <laughs> Um, much to the referee's amusement, she did laugh about it, but then asked him where Daniel was, and he went, he's over there. So she made him come all the way back onto the pitch to then simbid him and send him all the way back. <laughs> Good spot from the referee, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, let's go to a couple from Hull FC. First one, uh, their former scrum half, Jay Clifford, has described <laughs> his pre-season with Hull FC as a piece of piss. <laughs> Compared to what they're used to in the NRL. <laughs> Might um, explain Hull FC's woes. <laughs> well, talking of Hull FC woes, they, they uh, also advertised this week Wallpaper Wednesday. Did you see this one? Hull FC Wallpaper Wednesday, uh, and it was a firework display after, uh, prior to the game, the derby with Hull KR, and they put on their Wallpaper Wednesday this firework display all in red and white. <laughs> 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 BBC website this week advertised uh, Warrington versus Hull as a men's international T20 match. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah uh, there wasn't enough runs in it for that. But, is that, is uh, that another set of rules set by the RFL? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have to go to Castleford, don't we, for a couple of things. One is for uh, the uh, Liam Watts uh, ban 
uh, with the fine of £750, which Castleford fans then set up a Just Giving page um, <laughs> to pay the fine for the ridiculous, which is now, uh, just before we went on air, has now raised £1,821. <laughs> what made me laugh about that is that Castleford actually tweeted, this is amazing, or oh, we've said that if it carries on, it will pay for the the other players' fine. And then anything left over will go to the like PDRL team <laughs> and the women's team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just pay yourself, you cheeky bleeders. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who'd have thought only in rugby league because of that? Uh, uh, because of all the the stuff with the uh, um, the sendings off and whatnot. Uh, John Wilkin would found a new respect for rugby league fans after his rant at half time. I know, everyone loves him. Everyone suddenly ru- uh, rubs, uh, loves him. Rub, in, rub, yeah, loves him. him. I don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, no, we don't want to rub him. In the uh, Liam Watson, they, sat, they actually set off this thing. <laughs> in, in the actual, in the actual post about Liam Watts, they actually started it off with, "Who's John Wilkin?" Don't know. Neither do we. And now everyone loves him. <laughs> All right, so there you go, Bobby. You've got another one from Castle, haven't you? Uh, Nothing yeah. to do with Robin. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I do. Um, it was reported that uh, Castleford handed in the wrong team sheet on Sunday against Salford, and as consequence, uh, it meant they only got seven interchanges rather than seven. Uh, sorry, rather than eight. Sorry, uh, because they named a wrong player on their team sheet. <laughs> There's that no. There's actually no truth in the rumor that they were going to appeal. They were given the wrong number of interchanges, but then six weeks later it would come back and be added. Be great if it was Liam Watts they wrote down by accident, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, good old Specsavers after the sendings off. Oh yeah, tweeting. Oh, yeah. Do we need to sponsor rugby league again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well done. Let's go over to Wigan, uh, where season tickets have not yet been received by the fans. Have they not? <laughs> so uh, some people have, have had an activation code that they've managed to activate for season tickets. Some people just haven't received them yet. Right. Two weeks into the season, they're still uh, still waiting for season tickets. Yeah, they've got time. Weren't they away first game? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be right then. You'd be right then, yeah. <laughs> away, and the other and one it was a, t- you know, was a was ticket. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Right. got time, got time. Uh, congratulations to Lee this week. You unveiled their new signing on Twitter, Dan Dwyer. Dan Dwyer? Yeah. Dan Dwyer? Yeah. In E&A standards? <laughs> yeah, oh, he was. <laughs> Rugby league's hardest man or something. Yeah. And uh, uh, the last couple we've got for this week, uh, apart from, we've got uh, three more. Uh, one is from... Uh, uh, Illingworth, Illingworth girls team, Illingworth women's team. Okay, um, and uh, they did a little profile on all their players, and uh, they uh, asked Holly Kirby what was her most comical moment playing for Illingworth. To which uh, she's replied on the uh, on her bio, punching our own fans during a fight. <laughs> <laughs> There you watch it me. Was, it was by accident. Okay. We need, we need to know more, don't we? Yeah, that needs an explanation. It does. It? You sound very proud of it for an accident. Exactly, yeah. And the last one from me... Oh, sorry, I've got two more. So the next uh, last one from me is uh, uh, from Oldham. And the chairman, uh, Bill Quinn, penned a poem, a battle cry poem, 
which they published online, which was about, I'm not reading it out because it was about 10 pages long, uh, about the battle cry that they could get to <laughs> Wembley uh, by beating Swinton in this in this poem. Unfortunately for Bill, he'll have to do another poem because they got beat 28-12. <laughs> that, that was hilarious, that. Yeah. <laughs> An open poem from the chairman. Yeah, so... <laughs> Only in rugby league. Uh, World Club Challenge. Did you see some of the commentary highlights? He likes Kipling, not the cakes. The the commentators uh, the commentators description of the Penrith uh, Panthers player Tango. Oh God, oh, Tango, yeah. yeah. Isaac Tango. Isaac Tango. You've been Tango. Yeah. <laughs> also in the same game, I know there was controversy about the referee, but they did actually say on the commentary that Jack Smith was making the conversion. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to, and uh, and Mike Cooper, no wonder he went off, because they said he'd, uh, he'd gone off for a, a, a well-earned breast. <laughs> So, uh, Wish yeah. I had them at my game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, to finish off, only in rugby league this week, I'm going to hand over to Callum for the greatest story ever told. Wow. <laughs> Put a lot of pressure on I it know, now. Yeah, okay. So, Saturday, we'd come round, hadn't we, to watch the match? Yes. To watch the World Cup Challenge. And... My phone buzzes and it's the the rugby group, and it's a video. This is from your team. Yeah, yeah, from 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 my amateur team, and it's a video, and it's just like a couple of the lads in the Wigan changing room. <laughs> now I knew that they were going. I thought they'd got some sort of like pass or something. <laughs> But they just wandered in. They just just walked because they were on the stand where the tunnel was. I think what happened was they'd just gone, I'm a bit bored, I'm going to go for a wander. And they'd gone down the tunnel and just wandered into the changing rooms. Right? There's this video of one of them stood there with two players going, how good's this? And then Patrick Mago walks in. Him and was it Harry Smith that was there as well? Or somebody? They were, they were all laps at these Wigan I don't players. Know. They were just they were confused. The faces on the players. And, and your players were going around going, Oh, we just came in by accident, didn't yeah. we? Like that. <laughs> they just went for a wander. But, they were but, like, We just went for a wander and but went then to after that, rooms. After that, didn't they then on the way out bump into Tyler Dupree? No, no, no. So while they were like getting the picture with like Liam Farrell at his <laughs> at his changing rooms <laughs> space. <laughs> What made me laugh about it was they were the ones sat down on the bench and Liam Farrell was stood up next to him like, can you get out of my space, please? (laughs) And then some of the ones that they'd gone with had stayed in the stand because, you know, good boys. And uh, they were talking to Tyler Dupree and they were like, yeah, I think some of our lads have just wandered into your changing rooms. He was like... Oh, yeah, some of the players told me that there was, like, randomers in the changing rooms. <laughs> I just, like... Oh, God. Can you imagine that happening in football? Can you no. imagine? Can you imagine that? All right, Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus. 
<laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I'll move up for you, Marcus. Yeah. You know, I'm in your yeah. place, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give the talk, Pep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, a day out for your team. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and I'm surprised we were in at the end celebrating and everything with the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And then they just sort of like um just wandered off. They just wandered off but then sent then then sent the videos, but then they sent messages going just going, We do what we want, don't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I don't know if we're ever gonna top that. No, I'm not. I quite don't sure even know either. they managed to get in. I Honestly, know. that's just amazing. All they it? said was, "Just went for a little wander." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that steward got sacked, Annie. <laughs> I also love the way they, they justified it to Patrick Mago going, "Just coming here by accident." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they did. Where it's got home team on the yeah. <laughs> on the front, like, on the door. Pictures of the players like in the changing rooms. <laughs> some of them are lining up for the biggest game of the yeah. career today, <laughs> and they're going like, "Who's this?" Yeah. It was like that guy that used to get on the end of United photos, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Patrick Mago or Patrick Mango? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's the commentary team. There yeah. you go. Oh, dear. And that was this week's bumper edition, which seems to get bigger every week, <laughs> Yeah. of Only in Rugby League. Exactly. If you do come across any during the week, then make sure you let us know, because they're brilliant. Yeah. It's everybody's favourite section now already. It's it overtook the stats, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> the only rugby league podcast predictions league, six again. Yes, it's the Predictions League, which means, of course, we're joined by Brian from Six Again. Brian, how are we this week? New, new gentlemen. How new, are we? New, Not too new. bad, thank you. Good, new, new Brian. Good. How's things? Yes, good. We've had an, an exciting pod tonight, I think. Yeah. I think so. And the good news you'll be pleased to hear, Brian, is that Bobby's got some pants on. <laughs> That's the big. That was the biggest news, I think. You know what? I can sleep tonight. Fantastic. Bryce kind of disappointed then, to be honest. Didn't he? He went like, we said that anyway. And then he was like, <laughs> it, was, it was more. It was more relief that I wouldn't have that horrible image in my head again. You know that the, the, it's just that image of the little lad in the Simpsons running along in his undies. That's that's all I had in my head. Do not oh, Bobby's head. full of chocolate. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Where is Uda? Yeah. <laughs> right, Brian. Uh, take us through. Take us through the league, Brian. Take us through the league. Oh, right, I do. Last week, quickly, there was six buttons. Um, there was four in the whole Kayafi Leeds game. Um, Wigan, Saints, Catalan, and Bobby all got a spot on. And there was two in the London v Catalan game. And that was Callum and myself. So, Andy, you need to pick up the slack. It took me, it took me 24 weeks to get a spot on last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the table, um, we had one non-mover who was Hull KR and they stayed top. Um Myself and St. Helens went up four. <coughs> Bobby Wigan London went up three. Warrington and Callum went up two. And Catalan went up one. Lee Salford and Castleford went down one. Huddersfield went down two. Cull FC and Andy, you went down three. The Insiders went down four. And Jordan went down six. Hey. Not Leeds. Hey. Not Leeds. Eddie. Jordan. He's carried by Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's a bit of an update. Um, this week for Castleford, we've got Roy. For Catalan, we've got Victoria. For Huddersfield, we've got Nathaniel. For Hull FC, we've got Outlawed Rugby League. For Hull KR, we've got Tony. For Leeds, we've got Eddie. So Leeds will do good this week. Uh, Lee, we've got Forbidden Game. For London, we've got Alex. Salford, Phil. St. Helens, we've got Steve Orford. Uh, for Warrington, we've got Noxie. For Wigan, we've got Johnny Ashey. And for the insiders this week, we have our first journalist of the year. And welcome back to one of our regulars who's been with us every year, Mr. Gary Carter. Uh, welcome to Gary. Excellent, yeah. Right then, boys. Let's Are we go. ready? Yes, we're ready. So the first game is on Friday. There's no Thursday games this week, and it's at eight o'clock. It's on Sky Sports Action. It's St. Helens v Lee. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether a week off at this stage is um, any good to Lee or not. Uh, I know they, they lost, so let's give them a chance to work on things. But Saints look really strong, and I'm really strong in both attack and defence. I'm going to go Saints. By 14. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. I'm going to go Saints by 12. And I'll go Saints 18. And I went, uh, you know what? I don't even know what I went on this. I went Saints by 10. Um, Bobby, you're now one of five who've gone Saints by 12, (laughs) along with Wigan, Huddersfield, Catalan and Castleford. We've got everything between 10 and 24 for St. Helens. Everyone's gone for St. Helens, including Lee, who've gone Saints by 18. Mm. Okay. Next up, it's on Sky Sports Mix, and it's on Super League Plus, also a Friday on 8 o'clock. It's Warrington v. Castleford. Yeah, I think despite the uh, the, the sending off for Hull, I think Warrington will, will still build on that that. Uh, that, that big scoreline they put on them uh, again they're at home and I, I haven't really seen a lot from Castleford to say that they'll they'll really threaten Warrington with a win so uh, for that uh, I'm going to go Warrington by 16 and I'll go Warrington 22 um, Warrington 18 and I've also Bobby gone Warrington by 16 and we are 2 of 5 it's the two of four who've gone Warrington by 16. The other two are Huddersfield and the Insiders. Everyone's gone for Warrington this week, including Noxie. Wow. Which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, Noxie's gone Warrington by six. Um, Roy Casford's gone Warrington by eight. And Hull FC have gone Warrington by two. Okay. I don't want to put the pressure on Noxie, but if they lose now, we know who to blame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Next up, also on Friday at 8 o'clock, it's on Sky Sports Arena and the Super League Plus channel. It's Wigan v Huddersfield. Do you know what? I didn't, at first, I didn't think this was a tough one. And then when we listened to Johnny Ashley before, he was saying about the mental and physical aspects mm. of winning last week. Yeah. And it's whether or not they can carry they can carry that on, isn't it? Depends up how much they've been on the lash. Yeah. Uh, I still think that I still think they'll have too much of a Huddersfield with the crowd well, behind. They've got enough them. props to rotate, haven't they? Well, he did say that there'd be some coming in, wouldn't he? And Thompson would be back and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll do you know what? I'll go Wigan twelve. Uh I'm gonna go Wigan eight. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Wigan ten. And I went Wigan 14. 
I'm one of four who went Wigan 14, and I'm not confident in it because I also went with 14 alongside Salford, Lee, and uh, Catalan. But Salford and Lee are two of the bottom three teams in the league. Um, we've got Johnny. Johnny says that, but Johnny has gone Wigan by one. Okay, this right. week. Um, we've got two. Uh, he doesn't think they're going to win, does he? <clears throat> we've got two for Huddersfield. Um, they both Huddersfield by four, and by Eddie for Leeds, and Roy for Castleford. Okay. Whereas Nathaniel has gone Wigan by twelve. Okay. For Huddersfield. Um, next game is on Saturday. It's a three o'clock, and it's on Sky Sports Action. It's Leeds v Catalan. Uh, probably. The trickiest one of the round, bar maybe the Wigan one, because that could go either way. It just depends on what state they're in, doesn't it? But um, oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go Catalan because I think they've looked better. I'm gonna go Catalan by ten. I'm gonna go Catalan by I think twelve. Tough it is, isn't it? I'll go Catalan six. And to make it all nice and nice and neat, I went Catalan by eight. Um, Callum, you're now one of five. You've gone Catalan by ten, along with Warrington, Salford, London, and Hull FC. Leeds went Leeds by twelve. Catalan went Catalan by sixteen. The only other Leeds we had was by Wigan, which is Leeds by eight. And we have a Catalan by two, which is by Lee. Okay. Next up on Saturday evening at 5.30 p.m., it's on Sky Sports Action, the Super League Plus, and it's on the BBC Red Button. It's Salford v Hull KR. Yeah, we said before that Salford had uh, started probably better than what we anticipated, but uh, I think... Uh, I think this one's a, a, a real test for them. Okay, I look a, a, look a really strong outfit this year again. Uh, I think Hulk KR will do the job, and I'm going to go Hulk KR by 14. Uh, I'll go Hulk KR 10. Oh, Hulk KR 16. And I've gone Hulk KR by 8. I am one of three who've gone Hull KR by eight, along with Salford and Castleford. This one, gentlemen, is very interesting. We've got a Hull KR by two from Alex in London. Hull KR themselves have gone Hull KR by 12. Eddie for, for Leeds has gone Salford by four. Gary Carter, for the insiders, has gone Salford by two. And Outlawed Rugby League for Hull FC has gone Salford by one. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be the biggest surprise if Salford won the way the results have gone over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And the way they've played. Yeah. But, yeah. Mixed bag there. And then lastly, boys, it's on Sunday. It's on three it's at three o'clock. It's on Sky Sports Action and the Super League Plus. It's Hull FC feed London. Surely they've got to kick off with a win. Surely. Who, London? Which one? <laughs> I was thinking I'll have to but surely they've got to win this one. So I'll go... Uh, I'll go Hull FC 24. 
Uh, hull 20. And I'm going to go Hull 28. Ooh, boys. I've gone Hull FC by 12. Um, There's two have gone for 12, two have gone for 16, two have gone for 14. Bobby, you're the highest. And Andy, there's now two who've gone for 24, along with with Nathaniel for Huddersfield. Um, We've got three Londons. Mm. One is Castleford, where he's gone London by six. Johnny Ashley's gone for London by one for Wigan. And Alex has gone for London, has gone London by two. Okay. Did Johnny do these predictions the same time he did this recording? Because he still sounds well, amateur. When he was hungover, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excellent. Well, it, it, if he did, if he did, it was last night at about five o'clock when he sent them. <laughs> so that that's one good weekend, is that Johnny? Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Uh, right. Well, I think that just about wraps us up for this week. Uh, if you've stayed with us all this time, then thank you very much. Uh, just before we go, just a reminder that uh, obviously this week we've got our uh, legend series with uh, fullback Phil Vivas. Uh, which will be uh, incredible pod, I'm sure. So if you have any questions, then please get in touch and let us know what you'd like us to ask him. Uh, but thank you to Bry for doing the Predictions League and thanks to everybody participating in it. If you are going to any games this weekend, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Only in Rugby League podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.